This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Welcome back into the program here on the Blitz 1170 on this Wednesday. We are also streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. It's Joint, one of the longtime sponsors, not only here on this station, but in the stations prior as well. And we continue on with this, and it's always a great conversation that we have with Dr. Chris Crane, who joins us from TulsaBonaJoint.com. Dr. Crane, how are you doing on this Wednesday afternoon? Doing much better in the cooler weather. How about yourself? Doing uh, a whole lot better in the uh, cooler weather. As a matter of fact, it is nice to have this happening this week in the third week of football because there have been times when we've gotten deep into September where the temperatures are still up there. So uh, a little cooling off period, and it looks like it's going to be quite pleasant coming up this weekend as well, huh? I think it's going to just be pretty nice, and I think we're we're far ahead of the uh, the three digit temperatures. I, I think that's all in the past for us for at least till next summer. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, let's dive into it because the biggest story of the entire sports world happened on Monday night, and it involved Aaron Rodgers. The fears of the Jets were confirmed after the MRI. I think they knew it just based off of the way that they were speaking with the media after the game was over, that that was the announcement that was going to take place the next day. Um, Doc, at 39, to have that injury, um, all the hype around it, like everything plays a a role in just the story itself. And then you've got the injury that occurs and now the long road ahead for comeback. But um, where can we begin on this injury that Aaron sustained? Because it was – eerily similar to one in a video breakdown that I saw of Kevin Durant, where you could kind of see the reverberation uh, back on the calf, even the way that the foot was extended there and kind of the angle of it. Um, when, when you, when you saw it and have had a chance to kind of look at everything where we're at now with Aaron Rodgers, what's your general thoughts? That's devastating. And I was instantly reminded of Durant as well. Just the same kind of zoomed in view of the, Achilles and the calf muscle and then the rippling back and forth as that tendon just loses all its tension. Um, eerily similar. It, it's, it, this is a devastating injury. I mean, any, and anybody, but especially in an elite athlete and to see him have to suffer this, especially so early, truly in the season is, is rough. Um, it was a complete tear like this. This is something it's the largest tendon in the body. This is something they've got to go in and fix if there's any hope of him returning to athleticism. In some patients that are, you know, medically frail or they're sedentary, some of those actually have non-operative courses that do okay, but it's a very long recovery either way. And uh, I think we're looking at him being non-weight-bearing for at least a month and then extensive rehabilitation. So everyone knows what the diagnosis is. Uh, to your point, largest tendon in the body. How does this happen? And the amount of force, is it, is it one of those that's just the uh, everything has to be like a perfect moment to have an injury like this? How, how typically do these happen? In sports, the most typical reason is that his foot is trying to do that gas pedal motion, that foot down plantar flexion motion, and it gets forcibly dorsiflexed or pulled the other way. That tendon is engaged, it is tense, it is uh, firing as hard as it can, and it gets beat. And and so it tends to tear an area where the blood supply is just not as robust. 
a few centimeters above the heel and it's it's typically a full tear partial tears can occur and ultrasound can find those but in sports that's a little less common and just to see it happen in a, a guy that had a lot of potential i hadn't heard anything about any kind of achilles tendonitis or ankle pain that he'd been under going lately and so that is a common feature that a lot of these have been bothering the athlete to a milder degree and already have a little inflammation built up in that area. So there was a report that came out that he had been dealing with a little calf strain in the early portion of camp. Um, Uh, People have, you know, over the last, I I think it really kind of picked up steam a little bit with, with, with the Kevin Durant injury that we talked about. So how do those two correlate there if you've had a calf injury and does that make you more prone to potentially seeing something like this happen? Yeah, I mean, anytime you've got that kind of inflammation in that area, you're talking about inflammatory inflammatory changes to the tendon. You're talking about a little bit of weakening of the tendon, and especially in an elite athlete that's already putting this under immense stress pretty continuously, that's that's difficult. And so most of the ruptures that I've dealt with in my experience do have some degree of inflammation beforehand. They don't all have to, but that's a common feature. Uh, and like Duran, I mean, the goal here is is a full return, is a full athletic recovery, and that's difficult. That's a long process, and I think we're looking at six, nine, twelve months to to see if he can return. And not everybody does. This can be a injury that prevents you from full return uh, in sports like soccer and sports like football that just puts so much intensity on that joint on that tendon. You know, 39 in average daily person's life, that's still an, an incredibly young person. 39 in an athlete's life, um, he is elderly. How much does age play a role in Aaron moving forward? It it, it stretches his recovery. It, it takes everything a little longer to heal. It makes it a little less likely that he's going to have that robust full return to sport. And I hope I'm wrong on that. I would love to see him bounce back and be the athlete that he's been but this is a tall order and this is a long road this is a long journey have we had any type of um advancements when it comes to procedures like this uh at all i mean i i know back in the day that this was this was game over like you were not you were not coming back from this uh at all no matter what during a a stretch of time uh here for athletes um where are we at now with just the overall procedure have we come a ways or is there only so much that you can do in a place like that there's improvement it's it's something that the whole goal is reducing complications and reducing re-rupture rates so if you go and you repair this tendon uh, down back to the bone, reattach it. There is a rate of and a set of patients that will re-rupture, even though you've done a repair, that that tendon is not strong until it's really healed. And that, re- that re-rupture rate depends on the literature, depends where you look. It's anywhere from 5 to uh, up to 15% uh, in some, in some mm. studies. And so the goal really is to get through the recovery phase without those re-ruptures. And, and what you worry about most is the chronic re-ruptures that have torn multiple times. And then you start to have to get creative with how you repair this tendon as it takes more and more damage. All right, let's uh, move away from Aaron Rodgers. This is one that is new to me. Um, this is with J.C. Horn, who is a cornerback for uh, the Carolina Panthers. 
And his head coach said that IR and surgery are both on the table for what it was described as a distal hamstring avulsion. What exactly is that? So the avulsion is where the tendon essentially doesn't tear, but it pulls its anchor off of the bone. So you have this essentially a fracture where the the tendon pulls its bony anchor location off of that bone, and now you have no solid attachment there. And so we're talking about a hamstring where the muscle can contract, but it doesn't have that attachment at the – bone that helps it move and so it's it's essentially another way of tearing up that mechanism and and preventing it from functioning Uh, hamstring has multiple attachment sites but you you do need all of them for elite play that does not sound pleasant by any means and that sounds like that that one could potentially be rough in terms of a recovery those are extremely painful the hamstring injury in general whether that's a muscular tear or whether that's a hamstring tendon avulsion these are painful. There's usually a fair amount of bruising and bleeding. There's a fair amount of cramping and pain. These are hard to get comfortable. Uh, just the injury itself is not fun. And then you talk about, like you saying, surgery versus a prolonged recovery. This this is another one that can take a little bit to get the muscle to be reattached, to be healed, and then to be ready for the elite level of play that we're trying to, to spectate. And I don't think that you see many of those because I looked it up right before we went on the air, and I see that uh, those represent 2% of all the hamstring muscle complex injuries. So it is. it was described as a freak injury, and based off of those numbers, you don't see very many of those. Not common at all. Definitely more common to see actual injury to the muscle itself in terms of, of strains to the muscle that lead to partial tearing or muscle fiber damage. Um, so, yeah, this is this is not as common. Uh, I don't know that that helps them feel any better about it, but at the very least, it's, it is something that we don't see a ton of. All right, final one from me is a report from Jay Glazer who reported that the Chiefs extracted – 45 cc's of blood from Travis Kelsey when he sustained his knee injury. Um, Does that prolong Travis Kelsey potentially being out? And what what does that signal about that actual injury in itself if people are looking forward to potentially seeing him play in week two? So assuming they mean from the knee joint and not from a bursa around the knee, and um, that suggests damage to something with a blood supply. Uh, typically, my main number one concern that I have to rule out when I see that is ACL tear. And that's what I worry about when mm-hmm. I see a hemarthrosis. You draw blood out of an acutely injured knee. I worry about the ACL, and I want to prove that it's okay. But other things can do it, including just uh, sprains or meniscus injuries or even fractures in the air. There's lots of reasons for it. Not a great sign to see when you draw blood out of the joint like that, but I'm glad that they did. The blood product just sitting in the knee actually does damage the cartilage, so it's generally a good idea to try to draw as much of that out as you can to help prevent any kind of arthritic change later in life. Yeah, and I I just think at at this point early in the season, and I mean maybe they have a different philosophy than I do, you're better safe than sorry with this. Um, You you don't have to push it now. We're not – you know, getting close to any type of uh, must-win situations at all, playoffs, anything else. I, I mean, it happens early in the season. It at least affords you the opportunity to get it right uh, the majority of the time, and hopefully the Chiefs take that approach. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that you want to be sure that you understand the anatomy of the knee. I think an MRI is a slam dunk's next step just to understand what the damage is structurally 
And assuming that's good news, we could see earlier play, but you really got to know what you're dealing with and be confident that you've got a healthy athlete ready to return. All right, uh, 918-392-1400. That's the number to the main campus at uh, Tulsa Bone & Joint. Check them out online, tulsabonejoint.com. They can point you in uh, any direction that you need to go, whether that be um, any of the locations that they have, uh, Tulsa, Bartlesville, Owasso, Sand Springs, whoop, whoop, and also the uh, Midtown Physical Therapy Center. Um, they just started to break ground on the new location in Broken Arrow as well. I drive by it every single day. We'll continue to give you a construction update, but uh, the website is uh, definitely a one-stop shop for everything that Tulsa Bone & Joint offers. Dr. Crane, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week and weekend, and we will check in again with you next Wednesday. Sounds great. See you then. Thank you. That's Dr. Chris Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.